it takes work to focus. It takes real mental effort to focus on where you want to be and where you're going. Welcome to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. I'm excited to have you here today. At our show, we're all about helping you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. Thanks for being here. You stop doing these things. You are going to lead a happier, more successful, and more fulfilling life today. So I'm excited for this episode. I want to share with you five things, five five things you can stop doing so that you can have a happier life. And some of these you're going to know, and I mean, you may know all of them, actually. They're things that when we apply them, though, our life gets better. And sometimes we forget. And sometimes we fall into traps of maybe falling back into these bad habits. And so I want to share with you some of these ideas today. One of my pursuits in life, I'm all about how do we achieve new levels, new levels of health, new levels of happiness, new levels in our relationship, new levels in our family, of our wealth, of our career success, all of it. And I'm also all about how do we live a life we love. So I'm always looking for those extra little edges and often those refinements and sometimes even reminders that we can all lose sight of. And that's really what today's about. So I'm going to jump right in. You know, number one, I think before I even share number one with you, by the way, I'm coming at you from Las Vegas, Nevada at the time of this recording. So if you hear some background noise, we're at the MGM Grant for a conference down here and uh, uh, right by the airport. So you may hear a bit of that. Number one, though, is we live in a world that this first one, many people are doing this all the time. I mean, it doesn't take much to go on social media and find this happening all over. It doesn't take much to run into somebody randomly in the streets and have this happening. It doesn't take much connect with a, a friend, a coworker, a colleague, and a family member and, and to have number one happening. And if we're not careful, we can fall into becoming like that. We can start doing this more ourselves. And it is one way to be unhappy. And it's also one way to really, um, limit the possibility of our success. So you might have guessed it, but if you haven't, number one thing to stop doing, the number one thing to let go of, the number one thing to give up so you can have a happier and more successful life is complaining. Complaining complaining is one of those things that the more you do it, the more you find reasons to complain. And it puts you in this negative vibration. It puts you in this negative feeling state and complaining attracts other complainers too. That's the interesting thing. And life will give you more things to complain about. And I know, and you know, that in life, I mean, in any given moment, there's always things we could be complaining about. It is much harder to be positive than it is to be negative. Why? Because so much of the world that surrounds us is so conditioned in negativity. We see it in so many different places. I mean, the media would be a huge one where it's always pointing out bad stories and all those kind of things, the news, all that stuff. And that's why I never watch the news. I'm, I'm a massive proponent of getting off the news. I think it's one of the worst addictions you can have in your life. And people, you know, they'll say to me all the time, but how do you know what's going on? How do you know what's going on in the world? And man, you find out, I mean, someone's going to tell you if it's that important, somebody's going to tell you. So the number one thing to give up is complaining. And I remember making a decision long ago when I was getting started into business. I don't think I was a negative guy. I'm not sure if I was the most optimistic guy either. And I remember being around mentors, specifically one. And 
you know, you, you'll hear people say people that are successful. I mean, one of the keys is be positive. And that's pretty cliche. It's pretty basic. Yet at the same time, too, people that do big things in their lives are positive and optimistic people. You're not going to find them complaining very much. Some of them, I've never heard them complain. Other ones, you don't hear them complain very much. And even for in my own life, I mean, I do my best to be as positive as I can. Sometimes I notice that I'll fall into a bit of a complaining over something. And once I realize it, what I want to do is I want to shift it, get out of that, and get back on focusing on what's good. Get back on focusing on the positive of what's great in that. So number one thing to stop doing and give up is complaining. The number two, I think that for a lot of people, and there was a long time in my life, this was me, that this is one of these ones that we don't realize how much it holds back our happiness. And you don't realize how much it's stopping you from success. Yet I believe it's one of the greatest hindrances to your future success. And one of the greatest hindrances to your future success is the addiction to looking at your past failures and your past uh, misgivings, if you will, or things that haven't gone the way that you wanted them to go. So often we can find ourselves being stuck in this loop of looking at, well, it didn't work out before, so why try again? Or I haven't been making the money I wanted to recently, or I'm not making enough, or I can't afford it. And we're looking at the combination of both current circumstances and past results. And if our past results and our current circumstances aren't what we want them to be, then this is something we must give up. This is something we've got to stop doing if we want to lead a happier and more successful life. You cannot keep telling the story of what is in your life, your current circumstances, your past failures, your past circumstances. If those aren't what you want them to be, you cannot keep telling that story and have your life change because you follow the direction of the story you tell. You start to act that way. You start to attract that way. Getting out of this limited thinking of past results, current results, past circumstances, current circumstances is one of the greatest keys we can have for creating a happier and more successful life. And this takes effort. It takes mental effort because you may be in the habit as I was, I was in the habit of practicing looking at all my failures. I was in the habit of practicing looking at what wasn't working in my life. My first three years in the business world, I remember, man, I remember just constantly looking at the lack of results that I had and feeling frustrated and feeling upset. And, you know, I'd talk to some of my mentors and they'd tell me, hey, just keep going. You're on the right path. Keep doing what you're doing. But I just felt discouraged so many times because I was so hung up in what had happened up to this point. I was so hung up in what had happened in that first two, three years and thinking, oh man, I don't want this to continue on. And I kept recreating that. It wasn't until I began to shift that story and began to tell a better one amongst some other things too, that my life really started to change. And so I want you to think about that. How often are you telling the story of your current results? How often are you telling the story of your past failures, setbacks? Maybe you're bringing it up in your marriage, your relationship with your spouse about the things they've done in the past or the things where they let you down or where you're angry about this. And you know, my wife and I have a thing in our relationship that we just don't do that. If either one of us have an issue, it's not that we don't have issues. We do. When we have them, though, we talk about them, we bring them up and we resolve them and we don't bring them up 
anymore. There's no bringing the past into the now because what's done is done. So this is a major key in becoming happier and more successful. And, and this idea of hanging on to our past results and our past failures is an absolute must let go of if we want to be happy and successful. Number three is living in the land of tomorrow. And maybe you know exactly where I'm going with this, the land of tomorrow. I mean, I, I must have had permanent residency in the land of tomorrow many times in my life. And I, <laughs> I still stop from time to time in there. The land of tomorrow is I'll always get to it later. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll, you, we could call it the land of next week, the land of next month, the land of next year, the land of the next quarter, the land of the next job, the land of once the kids are out of the house, the land of once I get promoted, the land of once I'm making more money, the land of this. And it's that land of some date in the future without planning to take any action on that today. Recently, I've been thinking a lot about becoming more flexible. I'm turning 37. The time of this recording, six more days, I'll be 37. And I've noticed at 37, you know, I'm, I'm more muscular than I've ever been in my life. And I've also noticed that my body's a little bit tighter than it's been. And I haven't practiced as much flexibility as now I feel I would have liked to over the last, you know, 37 years. I watch my young kids, of course, kids are so limber and flexible. And I think, all right, I want to get better at that. I want to improve that. And I was with a friend of mine recently, we we're at a Blink-182 concert. And the guy is ripped, he's shredded, he's lean, he's looking great super flexible. And so I just asked him, I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I work out six days a week. I do 45 minutes of weights. And then, um, and then he does, uh, 15 minutes of stretching every day. And then once a week, he does a yoga class for one of his workouts. I thought, man, that, that makes sense. So here he is, he's probably a couple of years younger than me, incredibly flexible just by practice. And so it dawned on me. All right, well, listen, I've been living in the land of tomorrow. I was thinking, yeah, I want to get more flexible. And I'm thinking when I have my perfect routine down, once I've got the perfect time and everything, I'll start going to yoga class daily, start doing all. And the land of tomorrow was holding me back from taking action on today. So today I'll give you an example. I know I wanted to be more flexible. I know I wanted to work on this stuff more. So what I ended up doing was really simply, I'm, I'm writing about my future vision, being more flexible. I'm putting that in there. I realized, all right, it's time. Let's do 15 minutes of stretching. Let's go do a 15 minute yoga. And I went and did that. And I want to challenge you to do the same. Where are you living in the land of tomorrow right now? What do you keep putting off into some arbitrary date in the future? It's time to just do. It's time to step into that. You know there's something you could start doing with it. So I want you to pause this if you're driving and maybe just think about it. Talk to yourself out loud. If you're not driving, pause it, get out a notepad, get out your phone and ask yourself, what am I putting off? Where am I living in the land of tomorrow? And what can I do today? What can I do now with it? Not tomorrow. What can I do now? If it's your health, even if you're listening to that nighttime, you can stop and do five push-ups. You know, maybe you were about to go eat the food you didn't want to eat something healthy. Maybe you've been neglecting your relationship with your significant other. And so you're going to call them or tell them how much you appreciate them. Maybe it's a call you've been putting off in your business. Let's not live in the land of tomorrow. Let's live in the land of now and do it now so that we're moving forward with our time today. The four, fourth thing out of five that we want to work towards so to get rid of, to stop doing so that we can live a happier and more successful life. <clears throat> One of my favorite expressions is proximity is power and that we become who we hang around. 
And so the fourth one is all around your associations. It's all around the people that you're spending time with. Sometimes we need to, not sometimes, I mean, regularly, we need to evaluate this and we have to take a look at, <clears throat> are those relationships serving me? And am I serving them? And sometimes we have to make some hard decisions around that, that we have to stop being around people that bring us down. And at times we do have them in our lives, you know, we definitely do. And it can be a tough thing to do. I remember um, two, two circumstances, but one I remember is very much, there was a friend of mine that whenever we got together, he was living in Edmonton at the time where I live. And whenever we got together, we'd hang out for maybe an hour, two hours, three hours. And every time I left, I always felt bad. And I didn't feel bad for him. It wasn't that. I just, I felt off. I, I felt maybe stressed. I felt uh, negative. I felt whatever. And it was always complaining. And it was always this. And I realized after a while, a period of time, I said, I got to stop doing this. As much as I love that relationship, and I did. I'd known this guy for a lot of my life. I knew it was time to stop because I knew I couldn't keep putting myself in that environment where I was hanging around this guy, we'll call him Mike, where I was hanging around Mike and continuing to bring myself down. And as much as I wanted him to come up, I knew that, man, things weren't changing. So I had to make a decision and we stopped spending time together. And it was a difficult decision and ultimately it was the one I had to do because I knew that in my life, my priorities were creating the life that I really wanted, becoming the person I wanted to be, becoming the spouse I wanted to be, becoming the business leader I wanted to be, getting into better health, shape and fitness. And I knew, I knew, I'd studied enough of this stuff to know that we become who we spend time with. So sometimes we have to practice that and sometimes we got to stop hanging around the people that bring us down. <clears throat> well, if I could add to that, if there's someone you regularly hang out with that brings you down, I don't think sometimes we have to stop, but I think it's time to stop. So if that's you, I know it's not an easy decision. I'm not trying to say it is. What I am saying is that it's an important one for your overall happiness and your overall success. The fifth and last one that I'm going to talk to you about today in order to stop doing so you can be happier and more successful. Man, this is one that we are obsessed with in our society. We are completely obsessed with what other people think about us. Social media has made it worse than ever. You know, I have a love-hate relationship for social media. I love it in so many ways because we're able to reach so many other people. We can, you know, see what's going on in people's lives and, and some pretty cool things that social media can do. And so it's good and bad. One of the costs of social media, one of the cons, one of the downsides of social media is that it has in my opinion, made us more obsessed than ever before on what other people think about us. And it's hijacked our nervous system. It's hijacked our brain. You see, the thing about social media is it's been designed by very smart people who know our weaknesses and know that we can be programmed to chase likes. We can be programmed to chase notifications, comments, DMs, etc. And every time that that happens, we get a nice little dopamine hit. So we get a like on our picture and we like it and it feels good. And so we like checking social media because in the moment it does feel good, but it's an empty feeling. It's not something that creates any lasting fulfillment or happiness in our lives. And then we become so addicted to it that if we don't get as many likes as we thought we could have or should have, 
then that can almost in a way, sometimes it can impact our self-esteem. We feel what's wrong. Was that not valuable? Am I not putting out good enough stuff? Do people not like it enough? And it's this crazy obsession. Anyways, I'm getting on a tangent on social media. Social media or not, this is something to let go of. This is something to stop doing. This is something to drop and practice if you want to be happier and you want to be more successful. Stop worrying so much about what other people think. I'm not sure. I'm not convinced we'll ever get rid of it entirely. I mean, we always have a little bit of that. I think even the most successful people I know, they've got an element of that. But if we're so caught up in what other people think about you, you know, whether they're going to like it, approve of it, not like it, whatever, it stops you from doing the things you really want to do in your life. It stops you from being truly happy. Part of our greatest pursuit I believe that our greatest pursuit is for us to feel great about being us, for you to feel great about being you, for me to feel great about being me. I'm not looking for your approval. Hey, I'm happy when it comes. I like it. I love it. And if you don't like it, that's okay. I'd prefer that you do, but I'm not attached to it. And sometimes that stuff, it might bother me for a minute. Sometimes I'll get a negative comment or, you know, run into a negative person, whatever. Maybe sometimes it does. You know, I'd be lying if it didn't. But I've trained myself to realize what's happened. It's just my ego. Let it go. It's not a big deal. And refocus on my purpose, my mission, where I'm going, what I want to do in my life, what's important to me. So it's work. All these things take work. It takes work to not worry about what other people think about us and to reframe our thoughts on it. It takes work and it can be a lot of emotional intensity to say, I'm going to let go of this relationship because every time I'm around so-and-so, I just realize I feel down. It takes work to act in, in the now and not live in the land of tomorrow. It takes work to focus. It takes real mental effort to focus on where you want to be and where you're going rather than focusing on what's happened up to this point or where I am today. And it takes work, if I'm in the habit of complaining, to start looking at the positive. So as I share all these five things with you, I'm not sitting here saying they're all the easiest things in the world to do, although some of them are pretty easy to do. What I am saying is that it's worth it. And what I am saying is that your happiness and your success will dramatically improve if you focus on stopping these and replacing them with better habits. So if you look at all five, there's probably one or two that you think that's the one I want to get better at that. If you feel, man, all five of those, those are me. Don't try and tackle them all at once. Pick one or two. But see what you could do by stopping one of these over the next 30 days and how that may impact and improve your life. As always, thanks for being here. I love having you a part of our community. I love having you tuning in, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're watching or listening to this. And I want you to share this. I don't charge for this. Don't even advertise on it. I just want you to share this message. Find one person that you think would value it. Get it out there. If you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe. Leave me a comment, whatever platform you're watching or listening. I love seeing them. And have an amazing day. Let's make this a great week. Let's not live in the land of tomorrow. What's one thing you could do today to move towards a happier and more successful you? See you soon. 